welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by my Bliss Habit e-course. That is at theblisshabit.com. You guys, this is my 12-week e-course where every single week you're going through a new topic and a new lesson where you not only get a PDF and a weekly meditation, but you get over seven and a half hours of video training. And don't worry, you can go through this completely at your own pace. And you also become a member of this incredible tribe. I truly believe they are one of the best tribes on the internet. These women are breaking barriers, busting blocks, and supporting each other. So if you are ready to really create a solid foundation for all of your dreams, all of your desires, then this is the tribe that you want to join. Again, go to theblisshabit.com and check out out more. So today I have one of the most exciting guests on. I'm so excited. I've been waiting to have her on forever. She has made such an impact in my life. I'm sure she's made an impact in yours. And if she hasn't yet, she is about to. And I have the honor of introducing you to Danielle Laporte. She is one of my favorite authors. And today we talk all about her book, White Hot Truth. It is clarity for keeping it real on your spiritual path from one seeker to another. She's also the author of The Firestarter Sessions and The Desire Map, a guide to creating goals with soul. This book has been translated into eight languages, and it's also evolved into a yearly day planner system. She has a top 10 iTunes app and an international workshop workshop program and licensed facilitator in 15 countries. You guys, I have had the honor of seeing this woman speak. I have truly hung on every single word in her books. And she really, really is one of the top women who, in my personal opinion, pushes the boundaries and makes you think deeper and really challenges you to bring that part of your soul out into the world that maybe you have been afraid of showing. She is also an invited member of Oprah's Super Soul 100, a group who in Oprah Winfrey's words says is uniquely connecting the world together with a spiritual energy that matters. She is a speaker, a poet, a painter, and a former business strategist in Washington, D.C think tank exec. Entrepreneur Magazine calls Danielle equal parts poet and entrepreneurial badass, edgy, contrarian, loving, and inspired. And I know that you are going to feel the same way about her. So let's get started. Danielle, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to have you on. Oh, me too. Thank you. Thank you. 
So Danielle, you are on this incredible journey right now. Well, you've been on an incredible journey, but I would love if you could share some of your backstory because I think that's so interesting for people. I feel like when I read your stuff, I'm like, oh, she must have just come out of the womb, like writing these incredible things. Mm, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Could you share a little bit of what that actually looked like for you before you were an entrepreneur, before you were a writer? Well, I feel like I've always been an entrepreneur and that's a bit of a cheeky answer, but I think most people who identify as being entrepreneurial were hustlers when they were kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like I had the lemonade stand and I thought, and I was class president in grade school. And Mm -hmm. I think I was the first kid to suggest that we sell tickets to the Christmas fair. (laughs) That's amazing. I was like, all these parents are coming in. They've got money in their wallets. Did Uh, they do it? No, I think they just thought it wasn't (laughs) very Catholic. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Where do I, I'll give you the highlights. The highlights were, um, well, it was really defining for me to, I was planning to go into fashion design Mm. and I was getting my portfolio together And, you know, you have to learn how to cut patterns and sew and all of that stuff. And I had these terrible headaches every time I went to sew anything. And I was like, my body is a no. Like, even then, I was just starting to make all the connections. Mm. Uh, But that was really clear. And then there's, you know, then there's the sagas of waitressing and bartending and managing apartments. And then, and all those things you just do, the hustling for money. And I ended up working at the Body Shop Canada at, at the head office huge experience for me in terms of uh, social responsibility. Those were the days when like SR, uh, SR, social responsibility, that was a new term and triple bottom line and, and, you know, just social good. And then I really naturally fell into being a publicist. I just started helping some friends out like, Hey, I bet you, if I called a radio station, I could get them to interview you. <laughs> mm. And I did. And then I wrote a press release. I didn't even really, you know, and then it was another client, another client. And that clientele led to me, this is a big leap, but it led to me running a think tank in Washington, D.C. that was all about scenario planning and future studies. And that was like another wacky, totally crazy, like, you know, I, I didn't graduate from high school or from, mm. I didn't, I just graduated from high school. I didn't go to university. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there I am in Washington, DC with first level security clearance at the Pentagon pitching major people, white papers on, well, uh, you know, weapons. This is what we think about weapons of mass destruction in the future and water wars and stuff like that. And that needed to end (laughs) all of our funding think tank land was connected to the dot-com boom and bomb at that time in early 2000s and yeah then I really went out again back to being just a full-on entrepreneur from having my own communications agency Mm. and got together with a friend we came up with this concept for what we considered soulful personal branding, wrote a book about it that got the attention of Oprah producers. I used that to leverage 
interest in town to raise some money for the business. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be, you know, just a consultant for everyone, uh, for forever. I wanted to scale, raise a lot of dough. The money that came to the table, you know, the dudes behind that said, hire this guy to be CEO and we'll sign the checks. I did that and the CEO fired me mm-hmm. and I rebuilt my life and, uh, and then really went out on my own. It was, you know, it's one of those best worst things. Mm-hmm. And as I will say, all worst things, all worst things in my life have turned out to be the best things. There hasn't been one event that's been truly tragic that I haven't, you know, gotten to the other side and gone, thank God that didn't work out. Mm. Doesn't make it any easier. Doesn't make it any easier when those things fall apart or you don't get what you want. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I started once I got canned and had to pay off a lot of my, I, you know, I got Steve jobbed, right, mm-hmm. and pay off a lot of money. Then I I was really free to be me. I started my website with 60 subscribers and, you know, real jump cut to now. Mm-hmm. Got a lot more than that. And uh, here I am. I love your story and also just, you know, just what you were just talking about, how so many of the things you said take being, you know, there's some bravery there. There's some boldness. What does that look like before you took those steps? You know, you said you didn't go to college, which I didn't either. I love that about you. And it just, you know, to go into places, maybe with these thoughts in the back of your head, did you ever think, oh my gosh, maybe I'm not smart enough or this is freaking me out. What if this person asks this question? What do I do? Or what do you focus on just to put that confidence forward? Mm, That's a good question. What do I focus on? I focus on the reason I'm there. Mm. I really focus on my why. Like I have showed up to be of service. Mm. My intentions are very clear to me, very pure. I know where my talents are. Um, Yeah, that's it. And every experience... (laughs) prepares you for the next experience. I mean, like, you know, quote unquote success. I, I really have a hard time with that term. Um, but, but let's just go with it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it is accumulative and it doesn't mean you don't fail. Like, you know, I've had some really significant failures, very recent failures. <laughs> um, but my, my confidence is unshaken. I'm just like, even stronger know even more. I know what I'm made of and I know a lot more about how this, that, and the other thing works. So what's next? Mm. I'll tell you what's next. I don't even wait for what's next. Mm. I make it up. Mm. So that's what I was going to talk about. It's just that, you know, that you've had a lot of things happen to you, which most entrepreneurs have, and especially being an author and just, you put yourself out there. And I love that. It's like, well, today I was reading a post that you had made just about self-love versus compassion. And I just thought so much of what you were just saying must come from that place of, okay, I know what I'm good with. I know why I'm here. I know what I'm doing. So there's like so much forgiveness that's involved in that as well, right? How do you, what do you mean forgiveness involved? Self-forgiveness? Just as far as compassion of saying, okay, you're doing the best. Just keep going, pick yourself up instead of allowing yourself to feel crushed under certain things that maybe other people would feel crushed by failure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um... God is a great topic. <sighs> you tried your best. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out. 
life is unfair. There is a battle between the light and the dark, between clarity and consciousness and density and materialism, between the divine feminine and, you know, the very dark patriarchal mindset. Like, you know, you just, you have to keep showing up. You have to keep showing up. But you got to grieve too. Like, you know, we've just taken a big hit on our team and had to pivot and restructure things and really look at the business. And, you know, you're getting me at this point where we're just lifting our heads out of it. We've, we just, we've just spent the last week saying, okay, how do we reorganize now? What, let's just get back to our why. And you, you can't, um, listen, biz, biz, there's a reason why the art of war <laughs> is one of the greatest selling business uh, books of all time. Like, um, because it's a fight and that this is, maybe I'm, maybe I'll do a white hot truth volume too, but <laughs> yeah, you know, p- there is something about that perception of, of light workers and wanting to do good in the world and being a spiritual activist or, you know, mm-hmm. where, because you want to do the right thing and you're working for love and you're working for consciousness and social responsibility that there's, you know, you get this harmony. There's this harmony, there's a harmony package that comes with it. Mm-hmm. It's just not the case. Mm-hmm. It's just not the case. In fact, get ready mm-hmm. because if you are going to be brighter and sexier and smarter and more feminine and more innovative and more progressive than the status fucking quo, mm. you're in for a fight. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> actually, I, we run a business out of our home and we've had, um, you know, we've had quite a few, we've been doing this for like eight years. So I've had quite a few different employees and I was just feeling that with you. So I was sitting, sitting yeah. in those moments where you're like, wow, this just wasn't expected. And this <laughs> just feels like shit. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and, right? and if anyone would have told me this was coming, I'm so glad I, I mean, it's like you want to know, but you don't. So do you know what I mean? Like, Oh sister, you just, you know, okay. <laughs> I'm just, let know. me just sing you a song right now. <laughs> and let, let, and there's something, you know, so like the kernel, how I got on that tangent was when you don't win, because you're going to lose so many little battles, you know, mm-hmm. and you're going to stay in the game because that's part of being devoted and showing up. And, and we can talk about the bright side and why you should stay in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to stop. Mm-hmm. You need to cry mm-hmm. and let your team recover mm-hmm. and just feel the sting. Get really honest about how you feel about what just happened. You need to have a little, little uh, post post, what's the word, post-mortem mm-hmm. about the strategy that worked or didn't work, you know, um, and just be still. It's very difficult, especially for the entrepreneurial mindset. It's really difficult to be still. Mm-hmm. But just, like, take a breather, <laughs> a week, a week, maybe two weeks, you know, and then oh, you come back. You come back like what, everybody listening, you all need to go see Wonder Woman. You come, you know, the big lesson with what the Wonder Woman movie is that fighting the dark makes her stronger. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that is what you need to really be in touch with in terms of being a creative with a capital C. Mm. I lost, but I know more. I'm better. I'm actually more of myself because of that. 
I love that you talk so openly about that too, just because I think as, you know, I, I'm from the Midwest. So I think especially as, um, you know, I, my husband and I have done a network marketing business for quite a while. And let me tell you the amount of personalities that you work with Mm. and you are constantly, you know, you want to seek out these people to build a business. So that really takes a lot of really strong, empowered people, but then also managing those types of personalities can get very intense, you know, to find Mm -hmm. leaders, allow them to lead in their own way. And I think so much of that brings up, I mean, you know, you can, it, it can just, it could be all consuming if you allowed yourself to crumble underneath some of the things that are said or some of the things that you feel. So how do you, you know, one of my favorite things that you said is just, you know, soft, gentle heart. Um, I can't remember it exactly. You're going to have to quote it cause it's so amazing, but like big fucking fence mm-hmm. <laughs> and That's that it. I literally, I read that. I, so half this book I read out loud to my husband, not by, <laughs> not by his choice. I was like in the living room going, okay, but here's this. <laughs> for real Danielle I just have to tell you you like there's there's been probably two or three books in my lifetime that I've hugged and I probably hugged your book I don't know Uh. 10 or 20 times there's a few reasons that I'll tell you but I just Mm. I laughed I cried I feel so much freedom I actually have a book due in a month and you just gave me so much freedom so I know Mm. that you um know you're creating ripples but I just had to tell you it's created a Mm -hmm. large impact in our home but with that said about you know, being open and being from the Midwest, it's like if you are not, we almost think that being nice is having to do so many things for people, be agreeable, be humble. And that just doesn't get you. That was not getting me anywhere except exhausted, tired and hurt. So, mm. you know, it, it just felt like as I'm growing even more boundaries and growing as a woman, an entrepreneur, a spiritual wife, whatever, it's like I just reading that gave me so much freedom. So where did that come from for you? The whole boundary um, lesson, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think you can only get that from not having boundaries. It is one of those yeah. things where you have to get lost to be found. You got to be run over until you can like really stand up. Mm. And this is particularly hard for women because I think it's really important to be clear why this is difficult for us. Not because we're weak or because we're over-emotional, but because women are, we naturally want to merge and connect. Mm. We naturally want to nourish and heal. We naturally, we instinctively see what the problem is mm. and we want to be part of the solution. I mean, this is a, these are incredible strengths. This, these are precisely the strengths mm. that can heal a lot of what's happening on the planet. Mm. Okay. But you combine that um, that nature with being on a self-help path and wanting to be, quote-unquote, spiritual. And then you throw in there some misguided New Age philosophies or even religious philosophies about, you know, how you enter into heaven or how you get approval from your yoga teacher. And it's like this perfect storm where for the sake of being more spiritual – we put up with a lot of shit and we take a lot of stuff on that isn't ours and we become excessively tolerant. Excessively tolerant means almost no boundaries. And my experience with myself and with my girlfriends is that when we, I mean, of course, you're going to realize eventually you got to have some boundaries. And then when you start to put them in a place, A, you can't do it alone. Mm. 
if it's been that familiar, unfam- sorry, unfamiliar to you, you really need your girlfriends, your coach, your shrink, whatever, to tell you how to do this because you, you, you don't have a clue. And they're like, you know, Danielle, don't let them on your property. Mm. And you're like, what? Mm. Yeah, no, that's what a logical, self-respecting person do. <laughs> and, and then when I see my friends and myself move into that mode of boundary making, it's really confusing to us. Mm. We're just like, is I'm becoming an evil person. I'm losing touch with my heart. There's going to be consequences with this. This is going to backfire. And you do it. You know, you put you put the line in the sand or the, the brick wall up. <laughs> not only did you not die, you didn't kill anybody. You ruffled a few feathers. You're healthier. You're stronger. You're clearer. <gasps> you lose a couple pounds. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that you say lost to be found. I mean, there was a, so I grew up in a really small town. I was homeschooled through high school. I was raised Jehovah's Witness. So for me, like I had mm. to, when I was 18, I pretty much had to, I, I just didn't even know who I was. I just knew that fear was consuming my life and I was having anxiety and panic attacks. Couldn't even tell you why at the time, but I had to go so far away from, you know, I moved away just went crazy for a while, went bonkers, like <laughs> figured out, didn't mm. really figure anything out there except for a whole lot of what wasn't enjoyable in life. So I guess I did figure out a lot. Um, but so much of what you wrote, just because being on this path, you know, I, so that was 18, right? Now I'm 36. And I just feel like every single day is this massive discovery. And when I say mm-hmm. that so many of the things that I read were just freedom, it was it was not only freedom to be more me, but freedom to connect and freedom to show up as what I know to be truth. And I think so often when we can be on this spiritual journey, it's like I can look around me, right? It, c- it can get really easy, especially because I love to consume self-development. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like books <laughs> and events and I love learning and I'm like, ah, yes. And it's, it's really easy to think that I need to be doing more or be a certain way or I'm like what is my problem that I don't like this or why don't I feel enlightened when I do that and you know starting to own that to me like oh my god maybe if I do I mean something can be a spiritual activity that's not spiritual at all and that was the most enlightening thing to me like having fun or surfing or dressing in a certain Mm. way that I want to dress is like that can be a truly connecting spiritual freeing thing things so every day has been like like this really awesome experiment so what's been something for you that's like maybe something that seems so basic that you've been finding just I don't know yourself and freedom in getting eight hours of sleep yes Yes. right like just so essential like I feel I almost I almost feel silly about it like you know everybody knew the secret that I never knew Mm -hmm. but how powerful and clear-minded I feel and you know just alive and awake when I get my eight hours of sleep actually I've you know I've done all the sleep apps I actually only need 7.5 hours that's Ah. when I naturally wake up Mm -hmm. um so there's that and I'm so, I feel so much more, uh, in a, in a really healthy, positive way. 
I just feel so much more tolerant and interested in people now than I used to. It's mm. just, you know, since I gave myself a break mm-hmm. in terms of not like almost almost aggressively pursuing personal development, right? Mm-hmm. And just since I've been more compassionate with myself, of course, I mean, we know how this works. I'm so much more compassionate with other people. I've always been really easygoing, but now I'm actually like more interested mm. in a really sweet way. And that's saying a lot because I'm, uh, you know, on all personality tests, I rank as an extreme introvert. So... Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, totally. I I love that you said that because it's like I feel I I feel more free in a way that I'm more interested in more people instead of thinking that I oh, you know, I think when you're hungry for knowledge and you're thirsting for an answer, whatever that is, it's kind of like you're you think you need to be looking for certain types of people, but often we block off, you know, the people that we walk past all the time because maybe yeah. they, we think they don't have the answers. And now it's like I can walk around my neighborhood and get an answer from, you know, the guy who's giving me my food or my juice or my barista, and I'm just like, yes, yeah. you are brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and ha- I mean the direct translation of that for me is you know, I'm in the middle of his book campaign. I've done a lot of podcasts over the last few months. And wow, there are so many women who are doing really strong, clear, loving, progressive, effective things in the world. And I'm meeting them through this mode. It's really super inspiring. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. That's that was part of what I was going to ask you is how do you stay enthusiastic on such a rigorous, you know, you're speaking, you're you're on podcasts, you're showing up to all of these things. How do you stay excited? Yeah. Well, I'm really I'm really proud of the work. Yeah. And 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 it's working. I mean, the feedback loop is there. You're at home hugging the book, <laughs> reading it to your husband. Yeah. That's cool. I feel like I've failed enough, I've succeeded enough by my own definition of success that I'm like, hey, I can show up and talk to these people and maybe be pretty useful Mm. and possibly have a good time. And if it doesn't go perfectly, that's okay too. I'm going to survive. I'm going to be, you know, so there's that and a lot of facials. (laughs) those help. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my reward. <laughs> uh, so when do you feel most you, most free, most Danielle, or what does that take for you to get into that space where you're like, "I you know what I'm talking about when you just feel like, "Oh, I really like me. I just I love being me." Yeah. I feel that way most of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's a I I just there's a nanosecond of hesitation because I, you don't want to be like, Hey, I've got it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like myself most of the time mm-hmm. I feel like all, you know, what's the ultimate high and freedom Well, being on stage, there's the, you know, here's the irony. There's no faking it. Mm-hmm. You are super, you got to be super present. I feel really close to God. I feel really close to everybody who's there and I feel really, um, honored. So there's that. And there's no, I have a, I have a 13 year old son. (laughs) There is no hiding with that kid. (laughs) So with him, 
but mo- most of the time, yeah. Mm. So when you say there's no hiding with him, is that like he just does he um, you know trigger certain things in you, or does he bring out more of you, or or what is that? He just sees everything. <gasps> well, if I'm trying to be cool with him, <laughs> uh, he kind of I get the little eye roll, oh. and I'm just like, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I have to be my most loving present self mm-hmm. and strong. Like I, I, I think there's there that you can set this dynamic up some, sometimes you want to be fiercely loved by your child. Mm-hmm. It's really is, does become this like center of your universe kind of love. And that's where, you know, I never think of term in terms of tough love. It doesn't, I don't relate at all, but there's sometimes where, um, you just want to do that thing. That's not going to create conflict and you have to be okay that in that moment, they're just going to not think you're awesome. They're going to be really angry with you. That doesn't happen a lot for me, although I it's starting to happen a little more these days. Uh, yeah. And you just have to lead. I mean, really parenting is such it's pretty thankless for a long period of time. And I mean, the rewards infinite, crazy deep, but, uh, it's a long, it's the art of the long game parenting mm. and you, you may never, you may never get what you want. Yeah. Mm. That's really enlightening to hear just because I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking of having children soon, not thinking we're going to probably in the next couple of years, but you know, my husband and I say that all the time and I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, is it going to be great? I'm sure there's going to be great moments, but also, you know, I reflect back on my relationship with my parents and I absolutely adore and love them now. And I can come from that place, but I was really not super thankful for a while, you Mm -hmm. know, while I was trying to figure things out. So it's at the same time though, I was going to ask you like, what, what, what do you feel is the, the richness and the reward or the, you know, how has it changed your life? There's no love like it. It's very difficult to describe. There's just, you know, I actually write about this in in White Hot Truth where I had my son when I was 34, 34, yeah. And, you know, before that, like, I was here as a human. (laughs) I was fairly invested in, like, learning what I could, being contribution. Like, I wanted to live fully. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I used to say to my you know, super esoteric friends, like after this lifetime, I'm out of here. I don't get this whole, this suffering wheel here. I'm, <laughs> I want to go live somewhere else in the universe. And when my son came along, I was here and I, it, I was just like, oh, this is what it's about. This is what it's about. And, and yeah, the love just, it fills up every cell and, I know what love is because of him. Like, oh, I could just, you know, it's, it's really moving. But now I know, at least for me, love is when somebody else's happiness means just as much to you as your own happiness. Mm-hmm. And and then there are those transcendent moments where it actually means more to you than your own happiness. Mm-hmm. And I... Also, just, you know, creatively and how I'm wired, I love the assignment of helping him be who he is, Mm -hmm. be who he really is. 
and helping him move all, I mean, just you wait, all the fucking obstacles <laughs> with the educational system and how society is rigged. And, you know, how do I raise this boy to become an awake, whole man and not fall for consensus thinking and be loving? I mean, he is so loving. And, you know, sidebar here, I won the lottery. My kid is great. He's just this, I actually feel honored to be his mother. He's an incredible, hilarious, loving, musical, guitar playing, gorgeous kid. So how much of that, though, I know you say you won the lottery, but I, I have a pretty good feeling that you probably give him some pretty good space and, you know, just probably know how to somewhat allow him to be himself. Is that? Yeah. There's no shame mm. ever. There's no shaming. I, I, I mean, maybe I've done an accident. That's been my policy. Mm. I will, there, I play no games with him. I mean, the games start very young. You know, mm -hmm. you see a kid in the mall and the mom says, it's time to go. The kid doesn't want to go. Well, I'm leaving. Okay. Don't lie to your kid. Don't mess with your kid. Would you really leave your kid in the store? I mean, I never did any of that. Mm -hmm. I never talked down to him. There's never been, it's like, do you, do you want a glass of water? Not Wawa. It's like, you know, I just tra tra treated him like he was a whole person mm -hmm. that he really actually probably knew what was best for him. And at the same time, I am super righteous and super in his face about my opinions about what's right and how life really works. So the the sweet kid is always, I mean, it's it's a constant lecture in my household about that's not right and that's full of, and let let me tell you about GMOs and <laughs> and what do you think of that? Because I wouldn't put that on the side of morality, would you? Um, yeah, so constant, and I don't care if he is like, oh, please. No, you're going to hear it. Mm -hmm. You got to hear it because what I'm going to let you, I'm going to give you all I can now. Yeah. Mm, I love that. It's just an open conversation. Everything is open. That's, that's truly, that's the one thing that I really want to always just be like, nothing is off the table, like whatever, because you, yes. th they're thinking it or they're talking about it with someone else. You know, you just remember back to when we were teenagers, like we're going to find someone to talk about it with. <laughs> that's an, that's a real, that's the point. That's the best point in all of this. I want to get there before anybody else does. Mm. And that's why, you know, very young at 10, we started talking about pornography because mm -hmm. I know it's there. It's everywhere. It's on YouTube yeah. in the sidebar ads. Um, I just mm -hmm. get, I get there first. Mm. That's yeah. so smart. I'm just going to have you on walkie talkie. Like, what the hell do I do? This kid is being crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Read a book called Hold On To Your Kids. Okay. Yeah. It. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I think, I think something comes through with you that is just so certain. Like I, I literally feel confident when I'm reading your book, like it's just certainty or it's truth to me. So when you're writing, does that, are you just writing from that certain place or do you have to just write and write and write and write in order to be like, Oh, there it is. And pull that truth from it. Or does it, do you know what I'm trying to ask? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I only write about things I've experienced myself. You could, I mean, you could probably stitch together every blog post I've ever written and figure out 
what I've been talking about in therapy for years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I've been through it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I, I don't feel in integrity. Mm-hmm. And so there's that. So it's deep. It's mm-hmm. coming, it's coming, it's coming from my bones. And um, sometimes I have to struggle with getting it clear, like really boiling it down. I was like, ah, mm-hmm. it's still not, still a little bit confusing. I'm not quite there. Mm-hmm. And then one more paragraph where a lot of times, I mean, this is just practical writing stuff. It's more about removing one paragraph mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, you know, I'm so into word economy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very clear about mm-hmm. what I want to say. I know my point. If you don't know your point, don't even bother to sit down, at least for me. Some people do need to think it out in writing, mm-hmm. but I, this is not how I work. Oh man, that was good. Cause I'm thinking like just so many things that just crossed over, you know, in, into life. Just it's, it's not so much about adding something, but a lot of times just taking away and being like, Oh my God, there it is. Freedom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the best writing I advice I ever got oh. was somebody said, well, you know, it's a theory of you have to kill your darlings. Yeah. You have to lose your jewels mm-hmm. because we get so attached. We're like, oh, that's such a good sentence. And then you got to hang a paragraph off that sentence. And you realize it's just a little bit of glamour in there. It's just you making sure everybody knows you're a great writer. But if you take it out, boom, the point is there. You said it quite simply. Mm-hmm. You did your job. Oh, man. I so needed to hear that. So just really quick, really quick. I've been, I've actually been writing a book for three years. So I finally get a book deal and the, the time frame of the window is very short. It's around three months and about, ten, <laughs> about 10 days ago, I decided to, um, like let go of everything I had ever written because I was finding it so challenging to bring it up to date and find the good stuff out of it. So I was like, no, I'm just letting it all go and I'm letting everything flow. And let me tell you, I feel so clear. It's like actually coming really quickly because of kind of what you just said. Like, I'm like, what is important? What is needed here? So I'm, I'm like, feel like I'm just this, I swear this podcast wasn't just for me, but I kind of am getting so much out of it. (laughs) That's super, that's super courageous. Mm. Really way to go. Mm. Well, we'll see how it turns out, but yeah. good right now so we'll see um okay so let's see what is making you feel most excited right now most excited oh I'm going to Amsterdam (laughs) this summer and we're going to like the equivalent of Coachella in in the Netherlands which is I'm gonna be like the world's coolest mom after that but like <laughs> Mumford and Sons and the XX and and Halsey like it goes on and on so I'm super stoked about that oh fun and yeah. what is something do you feel like do you feel like right now I don't know if you do or not but do you feel like there's anything in your life you're resisting oh yeah <laughs> you're like, do you want the list <laughs> I I mean we are we're recovering from some really hard knocks during this campaign. Mm. We, 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 we didn't make the New York times bestseller list and we sold enough copies to probably be in the top three, if Mm. not number one. And it's a very political, a very, it's a moving target. And, um, I'm resisting the, 
Was it sadness? Mm. I mean, I just, you know, it's just, it's a struggle. Mm. It's a struggle. Like I really probably just need to be still uh, just for another week. Mm. Um, I'm resisting the urge to just come up with a new plan and we're, we have come up with new plans already, but yeah, it's not, um, it's not the rosiest time I've had in the last two weeks. And it's another great story. And I see this a lot with my peers. You know, the highs mm. always come with, often can come with lows. Like, or there's always, you know, it's a, it's a long journey to get to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I'm, I'm in that mm. in, a, in a very real way. So what do you what do you do during that? What are you allow, what are you allowing? Uh, well, I allowed myself to just kind of walk in circles for about a week. Like mm. I was really having a hard time concentrating. Mm. I really didn't feel like I could write anything super useful. Mm. I did. Um, <laughs> I still did. I still I still got it. <laughs> um, yeah, like there were, there was a lot of, there were more movies in the evenings than usual. Just like stop, lick my wounds. And at the same time, you know, I have to be a, a great leader. I am a great leader. I'm a terrible manager, but I'm a great leader. Mm-hmm. And so I, I dug deep and pulled it up and just said, look, here's where we're at and here's where we're going. Mm-hmm. Now let's take a break, but be clear. We're fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's even going to be more awesome. So that yeah and I always take failure as the opportunity to really reinvent like you know there's the old zen saying now that the barn is burnt down I can see the moon and so I make sure we burn the barn down like all right let's question everything every person we work with on the team, how we make money, how we don't make money, why we're doing this. Let's go through all of our products. Let's all of it. Everything gets analyzed. How do we really want to live? Do we want to keep working five days? No. I mean, one of the first things we did was we went to summer hours. Mm. So the team works four days a week now, takes Fridays off. I hope we're going to do that forever. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Just feels good. Yeah. Yeah, and I sent a lot of flowers to a lot of people because mm, mm-hmm. this has also been incredibly, like, phenomenally successful mm-hmm. book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Didn't hit that, but mm. uh, there's lots of awesome things going on. I will tell you that it is, in my world, it has created a serious impact, a ripple, a freedom. A, I mean, we're all dancing. So mm, you may not see it, but maybe we need to upload it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just so uh, you know. We're feeling that. it. I'm feeling it. I feel free. It's creating like, yes, thank you for that. So, mm. but be in your space. I mean, I can, I can only truly imagine what that, in fact, I can't imagine what that feels like. So. All right. So what is, what is a, maybe a surprising spiritual experience that's been in a completely, um, ordinary space for you? Have you had anything like that where you're just so surprised in the middle of nothing? So surprised in the middle of nothing. Huh? I think sometimes as seekers, we're just 
constantly seeking for it. And sometimes it can come in those unexpected places. Yeah, no, (laughs) (laughs) nothing, nothing is coming to mind. I'm going to think about that one after, Mm -hmm. but top of my head. Okay. No. Okay. So for this book, what was it for you? Did you, when you set out writing this book, was there a clear message that you wanted people to feel? I, 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 my prayer is that people experience the book and they feel relieved and that that relief, I mean, uh, really that relief is self-compassion. Like, wow, I'm not that nuts. I'm not that I'm not alone. And all the things, you know, really this is about discernment. So, you know, you're going to look at a few things you've done to be quote more spiritual. You're going to go, wow, that was dumb. That was a waste of money. That was, Mm. that was blind. And so that's really cool. You have to see all that. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to say, right on track. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Those are all, they're all initiations. Mm -hmm. They're that it so needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, my, my agenda is quite extensive, but you know, and then with that compassion, more self-love, more respect. And then like really, I'm so not veiled about this. Please, as you love yourself more, get off your ass and go do something in the world. Mm. Engage with the pain of your culture. Do something. Give some money away. Volunteer. Sit down every med- every day and meditate just to end the suffering of humanity because we need you. Mm. I love that. So I know that, you know, the name of your book is White Hot Truth. And I think truth is such a, it's, it's a word I can sit and ponder forever because I feel like, and especially as I I think I'm gathering this from the book, just your truth changes. And it is freedom of saying this was real for me once and this is no longer real for me. Mm -hmm. So what was real for you before this book, but now what is real for you? Oh, before the book. Oh, God. These are really nuanced, subtle, important questions. <laughs> before the book, what was true for me? I'll tell you what's become more clear. That my creativity saves me every time. And I didn't see it as clearly before before this book it was more ah i have this to say and i think it's useful and let, let you know let me get out in the world package it up mm-hmm. now it's you know as these ideas come through me i get healed i get expanded i and i have to i turn to it more now that's now i'm clear that's what i want to say mm-hmm. i turn to my creativity now more than I did before this book. Mm. So, you know, like when I just said, you know, we've had a rough time in terms of some business stuff mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks. And I thought, oh, I'm too confused to write. I need a day off. No, the best thing for me to do, sit down and write. Mm. And not from a place of, oh, I got a deadline. I got to keep my traffic up and get a blog post. It's like, no, there's something there's some medicine in me and if I get it out, I get healed in the process. Oh man. So good. So what is next for you? Uh, next for me is 
uh, well, San Francisco and LA wow. <laughs> specifically. When is LA? Yeah. Uh, LA is June 23rd right. at Agape. I'm going to okay. take over the Agape space. Awesome. Bring your girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And then I need to go back and, and tend to do the, and tend to desire map. So mm. it's so, it's like this child I sent off to college and it's like, Hey, I need to get my master's degree now. So that's just going to get a lot of love and I'm going to do a podcast, but in a very different way than, uh, a lot of people are doing it. And that's just going to be juicy. I want to get, I want to really get into that content. Oh, that is exciting. When's the podcast? I think we're going to launch it in January because I'm going to do it more like documentary style. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, podcasting is like such a gift. It is like, I mean, you just get to spend time with amazing people. Yeah, here <laughs> we are. Really, really a blessing. So Danielle, I can't even, I mean, there are no words for me to thank you. So I'm going to try to come up with some. So I just want to, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thank you for what you're doing because it is rocking my world, changing my life. And I know within my circle and just everyone that I've heard from, this is the book that I am literally buying a stack so I can always have mm. it on hand because it's one of those here, I may not say it, but she's saying it the way that I need to say it right now. So <laughs> it's just that reference point. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Oh, hey, Lori Harder, thank you for hugging my book. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It hugged me back. So <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, All right. So you. where can we find you? How can we get your book? I'm everywhere. The book uh, is on my site. So DanielleLaporte.com. It's also everywhere else. But if you get it on my site, it's like way juicier because you get the audio, which is like six hours. It's just this beautiful bundle. And yeah, the center of my world really is Instagram. Everything I do happens on Instagram, usually first. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And you guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye.